I'm your fancy fuck host, James Danger, and this is the Danger Hour, episode 175. Whoa! Let's try this one last time, boys and girls. Oh my god, James! What do you mean by that? Oh, I think you know. I think you know goddamn well what that means. James, why are you drinking the beer? Uh, because I felt like it, that's why. But James, you don't drink beer when you do solo shows. You usually have fancy-ass gourmet coffee. The iced variety. Yes, I know. I already finished my iced coffee a little while ago. Now I'm having a beer. Oh my god, James, you're drunk and delirious. No, it's my first beer. I'm not drunk. I've only had two drinks. I'm having a drink tonight to commemorate the end of the danger hour. It's just another cheap ploy to get me off the show, James. You're just trying to trick me. No. I think this is it, everybody. This is the last one. No, James! You mean I can do solo shows all by myself? No, no one wants to hear that shit. James, I'm pretty sure there's a high demand for solo shows featuring myself. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I beg to differ, James. People would be extremely fascinated to hear my unique perspective on life. No, they, no, they would not! The only perspective you have, the only thing you would ever talk about, is Tom Selleck, the whole fucking show. And nobody wants to listen to the Tom Selleck hour. Nobody. James, I uh, strongly disagree with you. Well, be that as it may, it's not going to happen. But James, I would talk about other stuff. Like, um, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. The Tom Selleck. Everyone, look forward to the Tom Selleck hour on iTunes coming up soon. Ha! Fuck that. I'm having a beer tonight in honor of the end of danger, most likely. Because this show indeed started out as a podcast in which friends would hang out, talk some shit, and drink beer. That was how it started, as a drunken mess. And look what it's evolved to. All the sophistication you see before you. <laughs> Yeah. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Negro Modelo. Go to the store now and get yourself your own case of Negro Modelo, and you can be like James, a high society sophisticated Mexican cunt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, this might be the end of danger, everybody. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and treat it like it is, because I got no plans to do this thing anymore, because uh, I'm moving on to bigger and better things, everybody. Oh my God, James, that's impossible. Yeah, you're right. It will be hard to follow this legendary line of shows. <laughs> uh, here, here's the deal. I told you on the last show that I'm starting a new project. That is true. Now, I don't know if you remember Peterson, son, 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 from the Net Files fame, from the base extraordinaire fame. So the Net Files, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Net Files completely fell apart. It just is dead now. That's right. Boo-hoo. Don't cry about it too long because from the ashes of Ned will arise a new force in podcasting to which the world has never seen. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much said, hey, dude, let's do a new thing together. And uh, he agreed. So Peterson and I are starting a brand new podcast. Oh, my God. Yep, just the two of us. And, uh, well, I guess and Lido, too. Uh, you know, we just, we decided we'd have a third person and, you know, Lido was just kind of there. So we just, you know, we, you know, 
we, we let him have it. I'm like, all right, you can join us until we find someone to replace you, but uh, you know, don't uh, don't get your hopes up too high. Now, look, this is a, this is opening a whole bunch of new doors, everybody. Not only is Peterson stepping up his A game to get uh, high sophistication levels of, uh, of co-hosts, but we are also entering a new age of technological advancements. That's right, Peterson's state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line, high-functioning, other fancy adjectives studio with far more capabilities than I could ever have in this little rinky-dink one-horse town studio. For once, we will drink their milkshakes. We'll drink them up. <laughs> we have a new segment. I'm just going to tell you, I'm, this is a sneak peek, everybody. We've already done two shows. They haven't been released yet. But it's already exciting stuff. I do a new segment in which I make prank phone calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Might not sound too exciting, but I guarantee you, so far we're batting a thousand. Two out of two, hit after hit. <laughs> it's fucking funny. I couldn't do it with my little shitty setup I have here. So, uh, with our powers combined, it's going to fucking, it's going to be cool. I hope you guys jump on board. Follow me. I'm jumping ship. I tell you what, throw your anchors onto our ship and we'll pull you ahead into the sunset. But James, what am I going to do? Look, I don't give a good goddamn what you do. All right. You can uh, fall off the face of the earth for all I care. James, you don't mean it. I do. Go ahead and do your Tom Selleck hour or what? Okay, James. Oh, that's it. I'll go ahead and I'll plug your show, James. You'll see. All the ratings I get, I'll, I'll still help you. I'll be, I'll be more of a man than you, James. I'll take the high road, and I'll still promote your new show, James. Oh, you will, will you? That's right, James. The Tom Selleck Hour is going to thrive, James. And I will throw you some scraps with a few listeners, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. James, what is the new podcast called? The, you know, the one that I'm not in... Uh, invited to do the one that I'm not going to be a part of, James. The uh, the newest failure. What's what's it called, James? <laughs> it's called Sticks and Stones Podcast. Everybody. Oh, that's a terrible name, James. No, it's not. It's pretty damn clever. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's right. Words, everybody. That means we're going to talk so much shit. Okay. It's going to be off the charts. <laughs> Sticks and Stones podcast at yahoo.com. Send us emails. We do a God vice portion where God gives you advice at the end of the show. Do it. Send us an email. We'll give you some advice. We do prank phone calls. We do other segments. It's fun. Uh, we're probably going to do live shows coming up in the future. We're going to do a chat room probably. But uh, don't quote me on that because this is all Peterson's thing. But here, here's the deal. If you're wondering why, you know, why do you got to go do that? Why don't you do both? Because I don't got the fucking time anymore. Because the job I've got now, it's, uh, it's taking more and more of my time. I'm not going to have too much freedom. And plus, you know, I got a wife and kids. I don't got time to do all this shit. So what we're going to do is uh, meet up at Peterson's place maybe every two weeks and just knock out a few shows. And that's going to cut my time way fucking down. You know, we're all going to share responsibilities with the new show. Each of us is going to bring material to the show. So it's not going to be all on me 
to come up with this genius shit all on my own. <laughs> oh my God, James, you're so weak. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, it's going to really help out. We're, you know, we're gonna, it's going to be a real team effort, everybody. And Peterson's going to upload and do all that editing, whatever he has to do, which is the oh, fucking burden off me. Oh, boy. All I got to do is drive out to the OC where all the snobs live. No offense, Peterson. <laughs> offense to you, Lito, because you're one of them. And uh, <laughs> and uh, for once, it'll be cool just to show up at someone's place recording, get the fuck out. Yeah. Finally, after four years, I get to be that guy. I get to be the new Lito. <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah, it's a Sticks and Stones podcast. We're already on iTunes. I think just the intro song is up there. So check it out. We got a Facebook. We got the Instagrams at Sticks and Stones Podcast. Check us out, man. Hop on board. I'm I'm counting on all you fucks to uh to jump over. Give us your support. And uh yeah. It's kind of weird starting a brand new show with all brand new segments and you know a whole new format. The first one was kind of a struggle. <laughs> it was just weird. But, uh, you know, we got through it. So far, so good. So uh, check it out, everybody. Everybody. Check it out. And so, you know, I'm not saying the Danger Hour is over, per se. But, uh, you know, maybe something will pop up later down the road. But as far as now, I, I don't have any plans. I mean, all this shit that's happening in my life is going to go towards the other show. I'm not going to repeat material from this show and then just say the same thing on that one, right? It, it's kind of dumb. So I figure we can all devote our energy into that new one. It's cool starting up. It's uh, starting new. It's exciting. It's refreshing. So uh, that's what's happening. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe, motherfucker. All right, let's get into it. It's been long enough rambling. There's been some uh, pretty good developments, everybody, in my recent life. And this is a great way to end the Danger Hour run. I think this is a perfect way to end, to be honest with you. This show is going to be entitled. Entitled? Titled? <laughs> Wildlife. It's going to be broken down into two parts. Each one is going to be a different meaning. The first one's going to be literally. No? Figuratively. <laughs> the next part will be literally. All right. First part. This is, uh, this is how we're wrapping up this danger hour, of course. I have to include this. It's like it was meant to be. Everybody, I'm talking about, of course. Manfest 2015! Manfest 2015, everybody. I got the skinny. It was last weekend, right? No, the weekend before, two weeks ago, was Manfest 2015. That's right. The fellas and I, we all went out to Wrightwood, who? The woods. And I got to tell you something, it started off with 14 strong, everybody. 14 dudes were locked in. And then <laughs> one by one, they started dropping out. It's really remarkable. You know, I thought this year was going to be a big deal. And if you don't know what Manfest is, maybe you haven't been listening. Maybe you forgot, even though it's hard, it's, it's hard to believe if you forgot what it is. I, thought, I think I've talked about it many times. Manfest is the annual camping trip, the annual festival of men. Bunch of dudes go in the woods, camp for a weekend, go up there Friday morning, leave Sunday morning, eat like kings, drink like fish, do a lot of activities, <laughs> physical activities, fill in the blanks. And uh, we do other stuff, stuff off the radar, 
you know, stuff that uh, I probably shouldn't talk about, but I'm sure you could guess. So uh, it's always a blast. And like I said, I was 14 strong, so I booked a double site because each site is eight people. So I'm like, you know what? I got a feeling this year is going to be a big deal. Instead of eight people in two vehicles, I'll get a spot, double site, 16 people, four vehicles. And then like the week before, it went down to like nine people. It's like, fuck, man, really? I didn't need to get a double spot. Every fucking year I get burned. You know, like the year before, a couple of years, I would buy all the food. I'd buy kegs and everybody would pay me back, you know, split the cost. But people would not show up and I'd get dicked over. So this year I'm like, all right, everyone's bringing their own beer. Everyone's bringing their own food. And, uh, you know, I still, still happen to almost get dicked with the, at the campground if it wasn't for people generously giving a little more. So uh, that helped. But it came close to me getting burned again. I got a little burned, to be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the night before ManFest, which is on a Friday, so this is Thursday night, I'm at the theater with my wife and kids and we're watching Jurassic World. On a side note, good fucking movie. I know a lot of you guys shit on it. I know most of you have already seen it, but if you haven't, I'm telling you it's danger approved. It's fun. I normally don't like cheesy bullshit, but this movie is, is cheesy at times, but in a good way. It's funny. Uh, it's a fun fucking ride. If you want a, a real Hollywood blockbuster type summer movie, this is the one. So, uh, yeah, don't get too butthurt about it. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the movie to start, sitting there before the even previews even come on. And my phone rings. It's Eddie Gears. He's dropping out. It's like, fuck, really? Eddie Gears happens to be the provider of magical supplements, if you know what I mean. And he's like, don't worry about it, dude. I got to work in the morning besides something else. I'm going to leave super early and drop it off at your place. The supplements. <laughs> Which he did. Good for him. So after the movie's over, go back home. I get a phone call from Nature Boy. Woo! Nature Boy isn't so naturish, naturist after all. If that's a word. He backed out. He had a great reason, though. He couldn't go. And uh, so he's done. Like, all right, fuck, man. We're, uh, we're losing men here and there. The next morning... The morning of Manfest, I'm awake. I'm going to have some breakfast. Fucking Jay Janos, the ginger beard man, calls me. He's coughing. He's sick. He's not going. He's like, well, this, uh, should I go anyway? I'm like, look, dude, I got a, a week, or <laughs> like a week and a half of vacation after this. I'm going on a trip. I can't risk it. You go up there yourself. You know, as long as you don't kiss me too much, and you, you don't uh, put your fingers in my mouth. <laughs> we should be all right. Sit across from me at the campfire, and everything will be just fine. But uh, he was like, oh, if I feel better, I'll go up there by myself. But he never came. On the drive up there, I get a text from Bobbert. Work doesn't look good, dude. Doesn't look good at all. Uh, probably not going to make it. It's like, fuck. At the end of the fucking time, at the end of everything, there's five people left from 14. Yes, I know what you're thinking. That sounds like a miserable failure, James. It sounds like Manfest was Flake Fest. Yeah, speaking of Flake, Lido didn't come. <laughs> I knew that was coming, though. <laughs> so, yeah, five of us. Me, my cousin Monkey. <gasps> Peter son, son. The Red Cunt, a.k.a. Brandon. And Joseph Peppers, the two from Podcast About Nothing fame. That's all it was. 
Just us five. Real quick. So we started off. We all, uh, you know, I we all eat, have our lunch. We play an intense game of ladder ball. <laughs> Brandon and Joey, dude, watching them set up their tent was fucking amazingly awesome. I'm telling you, this guy, Brandon, it turns out is the coolest guy to go on a trip with because it's just, it's never ending entertainment to watch him try to do anything. I'm not fucking around. Watching him try to put the tent together was like watching a fucking retard, you know, try to, well, I guess put a tent together. <laughs> I will fucking buy this guy Ikea furniture. I will buy it myself just if I am able to sit there with some beer and watch him try to put it together. It's comic gold. All right. The entertainment value. Watching this dude try to do anything. I'm fucking telling you. It's well worth it. Oh, man. That was worth the trip alone. Just watching him try to open an ice chest later. <laughs> oh, anyway, I digress. So we had an intense game of ladder ball. Afterwards, uh, Monkey's like, let's play golf. Let's hit golf balls. He brought this pretty sick uh, uh, mat. It's like a, like a grass mat with the uh, tee that can stick in it. So we go walking down this hill. We got a steep hill. It's a great fucking site. I specifically picked it for the view and because it's going to be an awesome site to hit golf balls in, off a ridge into the woods. Which is, uh, if you're a listener, you know how awesome I've described it before. So we do that. We go down the hill. We find uh, as flat as an area as we can. I even fucking dig some dirt out of the ground to make it flatter. We're hitting balls off into the distance. It's beautiful. It's fucking manly. It's awesome. All of a sudden, here comes the raindrops, right? It starts to sprinkle a little bit. Little drizzle, drizzle. You know, that's ah, cool. We keep hitting the balls. It's refreshing. It's kind of warm outside. It's a nice, cool feeling. Beautiful, right? Then they start getting fatter and fatter, these, these water drops. And uh, it's raining pretty good on us. We're like, fucking A. It said nothing about this in the weather report. It said, clear skies, 80 degrees. Stupid Apple fucking app. But uh, it stops. We're like, all right, fuck it. Cool. We keep hitting golf balls. Having a great time. Minding our own business. All of a sudden, more thunder. <laughs> Heavy fucking downpouring rain. We still go through all the balls because we're real men, you know. Peterson soaked. <laughs> and looking extra attractive, I might add. We decide, fuck it, okay, and let's, we're done with all the balls. Let's just go up to back to the camp. We run up the hill. It's downpouring. We don't know what to do. We were not planning for this. No one has any rain gear. No one's got any umbrellas. None of that shit. What do we do? It's decided. Let's regroup. Let's go back to our tents. You know, change into some dry clothes and just wait it out for a bit. You know, Brandon's like, what if we go in my tent? I've got the biggest tent. We can play dominoes. <laughs> For some reason, that idea was declined. So we all, all each respectively go back to our tents. Now, it's my idea to distribute. Well, it was someone else's idea. And I, I declined it at first. But then I'm like, you know what? The rain doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon. Let's distribute the magic supplements, which we did. And uh, like not even an hour later, the rain stops. Peterson comes out of his tent. You just hear him go, the rain stopped. It's beautiful out here. It's great. I'm like, there's no clouds out there anymore? Well, it's overcast, but there's no more rain. <laughs> so uh, I feel like, uh, I don't want to get out. And then Brandon comes over. Guys, you got to come out here. You, you really got to see this. 
you, you, you got you gotta see this. I'm like, all right, all right, he sold us. We're coming out. We go out there, dude. The fucking clouds broke, and the scenery that we're left with was beyond any words I can try to even describe it to you. It was like it was like someone just got these vividly colorful paints and just painted the sky, and it was like, this is not real. Look at that. That's not fucking real. And I mean, I took photos of it with my phone, but the phone doesn't do it justice, okay? The phone doesn't really see what your eyeballs see. Well, I mean, it was probably, uh, the supplements probably helped, but I'm saying it, it was incredible, dude. We just were there staring at the fucking sky for hours, laughing like idiots. I haven't laughed so hard in my fucking life. That's a fact. People have asked the question before, you know, I've heard, hey, when is the hardest you've ever laughed? And like, you know, I never fucking think like, well, I'm not really sure. I've got my answer. This is it. I haven't laughed so hard. I was laughing so hard. I was crying like just continuously. It was so amazing. Such a great experience. Partying with those dudes was fucking blast. Then there were some kids like their family in the next campground. And uh, I was getting self-conscious about that. The kids were howling like wolves. Then they started making like creepy ghost noises. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in my state of mind, it was pretty, it was pretty out there. But, uh, really no sense in talking about that anymore because, you know, if you weren't there, you don't know what I'm talking about. And there is no point really trying to explain it. Oh my God, James, you're so much better than everybody. Well, no, you just can't, you, you, there's no way to describe it, but there were dark moments for me and, uh, another guy that was there attested to it the same way. But I did find myself in the bathroom in complete darkness, sitting there. <laughs> kind of freaking out a bit about different stuff. Just in my head. Nothing major. Just thinking way too much. And, uh, you know, seeing the whole universe break down, the whole deal. And all of a sudden, what pulls me out of this dark void is a voice in the distance from outside the bathroom. It's about like nine something at night. And I hear, Oh, hello. Did you just get here? And I went, <gasps> Snowflower! And I immediately put, sat up and pulled my pants up, wiped my ass, and uh, I came out of the bathroom. Dude, her voice was like an angel beckoning me back to the bright side. I'm telling you, dude, it was fucking true. She's talking to these new people that showed up in this RV. Okay, so here's the, here's the rules of the campfire, and uh, be sure to do this and this and that, and don't forget this. If you have any questions, I'm in a campsite just down the road. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in such a great fucking mood. The only thing I wish she said, the only thing missing was, and if you see a snowflower, don't touch it. <laughs> the snowflower lady brought me back, everybody. It was like a snowflower miracle. I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. I come out of the bathroom back to the campsite and I'm in such a great fucking mood, but it doesn't last long. Because when I get back to the campground, our campsite, it turns out everybody's in their tent sleeping except for Peterson. And it's just like a sad time. It's like, this is it? The fucking night is really over. It's only nine something. This is a drag. This is fucking man fest, right? And I'm out of it too. I'm kind of back in this void, this like weird state of mind. It's like, well, I guess this is it. And I'm just staring at the firewood or uh, the campfire. And Peterson's like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit the sack now. Like, all right. He starts to walk into his tent, right? Be right before he gets to his tent. Now, keep in mind, every everything's wet. Okay? All our firewood is wet. It's barely burning. 
All of a sudden, these headlights from up the road are approaching our campsite. Now, we're in this loop, so I figured the person's going to keep driving. But no, the headlights pull right into our parking area. I'm like, who the hell is this? And then all of a sudden from up the hill, door opens, closes. And I hear footsteps walking down. And it's dark, and I can't really see. And all of a sudden from the shadows emerges. Bobbert himself. That's right. Bobbert surprised everybody. And he fucking showed up at 9.30 p.m. And the first thing he says to me, because I'm the only one. Oh, Peterson's like about to go in his tent. He's like, what the fuck is this? Am I in the right place? What the fuck is this? Do you know what time it is? I'm like, uh, not really. It's fucking 9.30, dude. It's fucking 9.30. What is happening? The night's over? No, 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 no. No, no. Fuck that. The night is not over. I'm not letting it be over. And I got this big smile on my face and I hugged him. I'm like, I'm glad you're fucking here, buddy. He's like, yeah, me too. We're doing this. The dude brings out bottles of booze, brings out a nice chest full of beer, starts pouring the booze into his beer to catch up with us. Everyone's coming out from their tents. We're like, we're like little fucking animals emerging from winter, you know? It's <laughs> winter's over. We're finally able to come free. We're all little like woodland creatures emerging from our tents and our, and our, our weird state of minds. The dude turned the whole night around. All right? He brought it all back around, everybody. It was a manifest miracle. The dude brings a truck full of firewood that's dry, by the way. It, it was just, it was like a fucking movie the way it happened. It was like it wasn't real. <laughs> we're hanging out by the campfire. We're bullshitting. We're, everyone's come back around. We're all drinking, having a great time. The fucking guy brings out a giant thing of meat, right? Like a rump roast. In this, uh, in this tin foil, like a boat type thing. Pours a bunch of cayenne pepper on it. Pours beer all over it. And goes, just wait. Indirect heat in 12 hours. We're going to eat this shit and it's going to be amazing. And we're like, all right. <laughs> Whatever you say. You're our new leader. Fuck it. Whatever you say sounds like gold to us. We're hanging around. Like by 3 a.m. everyone goes to bed. I wake up about, what, 8 something. I come out of my tent. Peterson's awake already. He was like, hey, dude, your friend's gone. What? I look over. His tent's not there. His truck is gone. The camp, the, the firewood he had in his bed is stacked there nicely with a little golf ball sitting on top. <laughs> and there's a note right by my tent with a bottle of booze sitting on top of it with a $50 bill. It says, hey, man, thanks for the great time. I had a fucking blast. That's it. It was like the fucking, he became a legend even more so after he left that way. He just fucking vanished into the night. <laughs> it was such a strange, fucking awesome, like epic adventure of a day. You know, it was just bizarre as fuck. But it was, I, you know, to be honest with you, it was sad that he left, but I'm fucking glad he left that way because of just how fucking cool it was. So badass. <laughs> and none of us had reception, so we couldn't text anything or, you know, hey, what's going on, man? Blah, blah, blah. Just was, van he was gone. And we just, we could, yeah, it was, it was beautiful, man. It was, it was sick. Another highlight of the trip is it turns out when Brandon gets into the woods and has magical supplements, he turns into a barefoot hippie. Walking around in the mud. 
picking flowers, picking daisies. The dude was, he looked like a fucking piglet. His bare, his pale bare skin. And he's trampling through mud. It was fucking awesome. The dude is so fun to hang out with. Uh, I, I can't, I can't tell you enough how amazing that fucking first day was. The second day was more kicked back and chill. We all were just hanging out, being lazy and shit. Nothing major really happened, but uh, that 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 first day was fucking incredible, and uh, was well worth it. So, despite it being five guys, six with Rob for a little while, highly successful in my opinion. So right now, I actually looked in my fridge, and I do have the final beer from Manfest 2015. I only have one beer left, and in honor of Manfest 2015 and all those fantastic sons of bitches, I'm gonna go ahead and. Ah, I'm going to go ahead and handle it right now. Here's to you, fellas, and Manfest 2015. If you were wondering, just like Original Danger Hour, I will tell you what I'm drinking. Uh, it's Dos Equis in a can. That's right. I got the cans to save more space in my ice chest, and God damn it, it worked out beautifully. I got a whole 24-pack. Uh, now, I did drink other people's beers and booze and shit like that, so don't shit on me too much because I got one left over, okay? You just relax over there. It was fucking manly as hell, I guarantee it. You don't even know man, how manly it was, okay? You don't even know. <laughs> Although I did snap a photo of Brandon using a, a broom in his tent. That's right, he was doing it. There's proof on the Instagrams at the Danger Hour. And I'm going to post a video later on, maybe today, of uh, the golfing in action, all of us hitting the balls on the Instagram at the Danger Hour. So check that out. And now it's time for Stallone stands alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question. When we place Sylvester Stallone in Rocky, playing Burgess Meredith's character of Mickey. And here it goes. Hey, yo, I've been coming here for six years, and for six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. I, I want to know how come. You want to know? Yeah, I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. You had the talent to become a good fighter, but instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. Hey, yo, it's a living. It's a waste of life. You know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Mickey. But alas, Sylvester Stallone can't play the part of two characters in the same movie. Who's not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. 
All right, let's move on from that. That type of uh, figuratively wildlife to literally wildlife. That's the name of the show, by the way. <laughs> I recently, right after Manfest was over, I came home on Sunday. I came home early. You know, cleaned all my stuff up and got ready for adventure number two of my vacation. The next one was a road trip with the family. It was planned for a while, a couple months. I probably should have planned it way more advanced than that. But it just, you know, to be honest, I'm like a spontaneous type of dude. When it came to this road trip, I got the idea a couple months ago. I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. I'm getting the days off and we're going. And she's like, eh. Let's go somewhere different. Let's go somewhere nice. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, this is where we're going. I've always wanted to go here and I'll give you a little hint before we get to it. It's, uh, it's also camping and it's in the, it's in like the, the campground of the U S all right. The campground. That's where my plan was to go. So Sunday, do the last minute preparations for, for our next trip for the next day. Go to bed late, wake up at 3 in the morning, we're on the road by 5. We started driving. Now I'm going to tell you what states we went through. Started in California, of course. Nevada. Arizona. Utah. Idaho. Wyoming. Montana. Oh my God, James, did you go to Wyoming because of Brokeback Mountain? No. Is that, is that where they filmed it? Oh my God, James. Good play, games. Oh, stop it. I didn't know that. I had no idea that Brokeback Mountain was was uh, supposed to be taking place in Wyoming. Oh, well, you should go, James. It's quite lovely there. Wait, you went? Uh, mm, yeah, James. It's it's beautiful scenery, James, from, from the movie. That's why. Oh, my God. Just be honest with me. This is the last show. All right, just answer this honestly. Okay, James. Did you invite Tom Selleck up there? James, I, I sent him a cowboy hat, a map, but he, he must have lost the map, James, because I, I didn't see him up there. I searched everywhere. And he, must, he must have lost the map, James. Yeah, okay. I'm sure he lost the map. Okay. I just wanted to have some coffee, James, and talk about, talk about um, movies and stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, great. No, I didn't go there. For Brokeback Mountain, I went to Wyoming and Montana because of the legendary Yellowstone. That's right. The original frontier. The nation, what is it? The first national park in the world, might I add. So I'm like, you know what? I like going camping. The family, I should take the family on some kind of vacation. To be honest with you, I'm 31 years old. I've never really been on a real vacation where I've actually taken a week off of work and I had a destination planned and we went all together. That's never really happened. Maybe because of the jobs I had before were sort of shitty and uh, never really had the money to go anywhere, even though I really don't now, but uh, I'm better off than I was, <laughs> whatever that means. But uh, this is like the first time we actually said, you know, fuck it, we're going this to this place and we're coming back. You know, and it's not really that much money. I mean, it kind of is. But if you're driving and uh, you're just camping, you're not paying for, dude, you know how fucking expensive it is for hotels up there, like cabins. We're talking like 250 a night on the average, okay? 
And that's a good price for some of these places. It's nuts. Two fifty a night. Do you know how much it was to go camping? Like twenty three fifty a night. <laughs> that's right. I got four nights, and uh, Monday was all driving. Now let me tell you a few things I've learned in my travels. Now that I'm a well traveled man, because before I had only been to like Nevada, like the tip of Arizona, and uh, that's it. Well, uh, you know, upper Reno area, Nevada, and just California. And I only flew to to Florida to visit my cousin Dominic, who, one time, and to Virginia with my buddy Gasboy for business. Don't ask why, it doesn't matter. That's it. So I've never really been on a, like a long road trip before. This is the first time. So uh, yeah, leaving California. I've already been on this trip before, okay? You go through Vegas. Now, let me tell you something. If you're from California and you've been to Vegas, you know what I'm talking about. That drive is the most fucking depressing, ugly goddamn drive you'll ever be on. It's just, there's just nothing. For three and a half hours, there's nothing out there. But death. <laughs> it's just gross. There's nothing to look at. It's fucking miserable, that drive. Especially when it's hot. Ah, it's so terrible. The drive home from Vegas is probably the worst drive you'll ever be on. Maybe a second close one is like going to Fresno. It's fucking nasty. Just four hours of blah. Just gross. Anyway, once you pass, once you get into Arizona, shit gets interesting. All right? You start seeing these red rock formations. Really cool looking stuff. You start driving through canyons. It's pretty fucking sick. That's when it gets nice. Then you get into Utah. Utah? And that's all... First of all, being from California my whole life and living in the, you know, 20 miles east of Los Angeles, it's just... There's just miles and miles of city. Everywhere you go, city, city, next city, next city, next city, next city. You got to drive for hours to get somewhere where there's nothing, really. So... When you're driving to other states, and I'm sure you all know this because I'm not very fucking well-traveled, so I just discovered this myself. There's just a whole lot of nothing out there, all right? You're just driving, and there's nothing around. Farms. The good thing about Utah is at least you get to see cows and shit out there and green rolling hills and big open green plains, all right? There's color out there. It's nice. Nice big skies. All right? It's pretty. Um, Nevada is fucking terrible. Even parts of California are fucking nasty. Just death. <laughs> so yeah, Utah's nice. It's just open, spread out. You know, then you get to uh, like Salt Lake City. We stopped there to have dinner. That's a cool fucking city. I thought for sure because of my conversations with other people that are not well traveled. They're just it's all about hearsay. Like monkey, oh! he goes, dude, I heard of Salt Lake City. You can't buy any caffeine there. They don't allow it. It's like, really? The Mormons don't believe in caffeine. There's probably no drinking either. They don't believe in stuff that alters them. I was like, that kind of sucks. Nope. We stopped there. There's fucking bars all over the place. <laughs> There's beer signs hanging all over. It, the place is like a normal city. I was thinking like it's going to be all snobby, you know, and, uh, and all Mormony. But it was a cool, it was actually a cool ass city. I liked it. A lot of hip spots to go to. And the thing about me is when I go to different states, I'm not really sure. 
Like, cause I'm more white than I am Mexican, but I don't, I don't look like a white dude. You know, you can tell I'm not white. And so my big thing is, fuck, is it going to be mostly white people here? And I'm going to feel out of place. Cause yes, I do feel out of place if there's all whites around. But when you start driving through Salt Lake City, I'm like, hey, there's a black guy. All right. There's a black girl. Hey, there's an Asian guy. Look, there's a fucking Indian guy. All right. Oh, look, there's a Mexican. Mostly whites, but there are other races hanging around. And it was funny because <laughs> I'm telling my wife this all excited. And uh, after a while, my daughter's like, another black guy. Look, there's a black guy. I'm like, no, don't say that. <laughs> don't do it. Don't say what I'm saying. <laughs> We stopped at this restaurant. It was called the Copper the Copper Onion, I think. I think the Copper Onion was fucking good. That was probably one of the best burgers I've ever had in my fucking life. Top three. Oh, so amazing. Anyway, we keep driving. We go through uh, Idaho. We go through Utah. We drove through the whole state of Utah. Get to Idaho. Idaho is fucking nice. Gorgeous, man. Did not know that about Idaho. I thought it was all boring and flat and you know but no it's really fucking pretty there big skies big green hills it was pretty rainy while we're going through there and uh the skyline the the sky was jesus incredible but uh we stopped in this uh this idaho hotel and it actually was a holiday inn and we just picked them up by random just what it was next in the next city i forget the name of the fucking city doesn't matter but uh it had like its own kid room it was sick bunk beds it had a xbox in there it was all like dedicated towards kids it was fucking dude the kids loved it it was beautiful next day we woke up and then we got a three hour drive and we're in yellowstone in wyoming yellowstone is 97 percent. or what is it 96 percent wyoming like one percent idaho and three percent montana something like that jesus christ that place let me tell you something. This is uh this was on my bucket list. Well, actually, that wasn't. It was to go uh horseback riding in Montana, which I did, which we'll get to. But <laughs> you got to put this on your bucket list to go to Yellowstone. The place is fucking phenomenal. It's it's just the only word if I can describe Yellowstone in one word. And I'm not joking, I'm, I'm trying to I'm not trying to be funny. It's just it's magic. That's all it is. It's magic. It's nuts, dude. The place is mostly a volcano. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> All over the place when you're driving. This place is huge. I think it's bigger than like Delaware and Rhode Island or some shit. As you're driving through this area, you just see constantly like steaming holes in the ground. Like in the distance, you see steam. It looks like there's fires over the horizon, but it's just just pockets of steam, you know, geysers and shit like that. It's fucking nuts. Then you go to these like these holes... Uh, are these giant pools like um like hot springs type things and they're all steaming boiling water it's crazy first day we saw uh, old faithful which was kind of let down you know i'm thinking it's going to be like like an explosion from the from the from the ground but it looks like just some dude jizzing it's like the earth jizzing this uh, that's how it is i thought it was going to be like here like rumbling the ground and you know like when you strike oil in the movies and they hit the ground and it just shoots right out of the fucking ground. That's what I thought. But no, just the earth jizzing. That's all it is. It's kind of cool still, but eh. <laughs> I expected more. 
The Old Faithful Inn is amazing. It's cool as fuck. It's like a five-story log cabin hotel. You got to check that shit out. Uh, yeah, because of this earthquake, it like knocked off the uh, <laughs> the stairs. Up the upstairs got kind of tilted, so you can't walk all the way to the top anymore. But it's still goddamn impressive. Uh, let's see what else did we do the first day. Uh, the first day we took it kind of easy. We did see a lot of bison though. It was crazy because you first drive in like five minutes into the park. You know, it's thirty dollars for a week pass, by the way, which is not fucking bad at all. It's great. Five minutes in, we see a huge herd of, of bison on the in the waterway, and there was one on the side of the road. I was five feet from this thing. All right, it says don't go twenty five yards closer than twenty five yards, but uh, you know I'm in the car, no big deal. <laughs> so it's just nuts, dude. Like at first you're like, holy shit, there's bison, but then after a while, you just get sick of them because they're all over the place. When I was reading up on Yellowstone, it said, oh, hopefully you go in the middle of June. Hopefully you'll see some bison. Yeah, they're all over the place. You can't miss them. They're everywhere, which was amazing. It's just great seeing them, dude, because they're like, you know, it's the only place you can see them up in the North America, North Americas, up there is in the Norths. It's pretty sick. They're giant beasts. And let me tell you something that I realized. Asians are fucking retarded. <laughs> Shout out to Raven. Raven hates when I talk about Asians because she's living in China right now, teaching Chinese, kid, Chinese kids English. She's been on the show. Shout out to Raven. But I'm telling you, Raven, the Asians are fucking idiots. It's, it's unbelievable. There's Everywhere you go, they say, don't go closer than 25 yards to the bison. Don't do it. All right? Don't do it. So if you go into an area where there's bison, like a herd of bison, people are standing away. All right? They're respecting the animal and the distance and the rules, and they're standing back. Guess who doesn't listen to the rules, everybody? That's right. Asians. They don't fucking get it. That, oh, maybe all these people here that are standing far away. I don't know. They're just all dumb. They, the rules don't apply to us. Yeah, they're all standing back there. But why should we stand back there? They just walk up to these fucking animals. And if it wasn't for other people or rangers nearby yelling at these fucking people. I'm not kidding you. Other tourists are like, hey, what are you doing? Back up. It's too close. <laughs> then like, oh, so sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. They would have kept going up to him. It blew my mind. Everywhere you go, they just, this, okay, we're even in this spot where there's a ranger lady. There's these beautiful fucking elk in this field, just grazing and like laying down next to the water, right? And this woman puts up cones like 20 yards from the elk. It's fucking obvious. She's putting the cones up. Don't go closer than the cones, right? Everyone's staying behind the cones. The lady's saying like, all right, yeah, just as long as you stay back behind the cones, that's fine. These animals look very docile. They look very peaceful. But I guarantee you, if they feel threatened, they will use those giant horns on their head and they will come after you. But no, of course. Okay, let's just give it to the benefit of the doubt. They don't understand English. Fine. But it's fucking obvious if you don't understand any language, if you're fucking deaf, it's obvious. Oh, look, there's some cones there and everyone's standing behind them. I should probably walk closer than those cones. Really? 
I don't get it, dude. And, and they would walk past the cones towards the elk, and the lady would go, Excuse me! Back up! <laughs> it doesn't stop to everybody. Like the last day, the last couple days, uh, the last day we went to this thing called the Grand Prismatic Spring. Beautiful. Fucking gorgeous. It's uh, like a hot spring or a hot whatever you call it. I don't know. It's a geyser, whatever the fuck it is. It's just this hot water and all around it, on every ring around it is different color. It's like, you know, yellow, green. Then it gets vivid fucking colors. Orange, brown, like all these vit blue, all these crazy, beautiful rainbow colors are on the ground. And it's just unreal. It's like, okay, this is not real. And if you weren't there in person and you see it yourself, you're like, holy shit, this is nuts, right? So there's all this like, all this crazy smoking holes in the ground and all over the place. And it says on all kinds of signs. And there's a picture of a fucking kid walking on the ground with a giant circle and a line through it. And it's saying, do not walk off the paths here because it's very unpredictable. And the, they change all the time. And you might walk out and fall into the ground and boil to death. All right? There's like acid in the ground too that will burn you. It's no fucking joke. And yet, here are the Asians. Oh, do, 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 do. they don't give a fuck. Everyone's standing on the wooden walkways, you know, and there's signs all over the place do not walk out here. And they just, they, I saw a couple walk right out and stand right over a fucking hole that's steaming in the earth, a volcano burning hole. And they're standing over going, oh, oh, taking photos. And it's like, really? All right, you don't speak English. Fine. But if you just fucking look around, it's obvious. And, uh, you know, it, it takes like an angry white dude just like, hey, get over here. You can't be over there. Can't you see the signs? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Blew my mind. It's fucking nuts. Oh, my God. That, okay, listen. You can't be that stupid. Maybe they're just like, you know, pleading ignorance. Like, oh, I didn't know. Maybe they're just, you know, maybe they're just playing everyone. Like, you fooled them all, chief. You fooled them all. Well, <laughs> the cuckoo's nest type shit. I don't know. Maybe they're just that stupid. But I, I can't believe someone would be that stupid. Oh, boy. Sorry. I, I, that was a long one, but, uh, couldn't believe it. Couldn't, that should have been my fucking moment, actually. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, dude, that place is magic. I mean, all in one park, you see volcanic activity like that. You see, like, bubbling water, just beautiful uh, rainbow springs, like the rainbow-colored ground. You see, uh, oh, man, there's some that are just so fucking big. Some of them are just letting off steam, never-ending. It's just nonstop, just steam, just pouring out of the fucking earth. It's just like, this place looks like it's going to blow any time. Jesus. <laughs> fucking super volcano. God damn, it's nuts. There's, they have their own Grand Canyon and a huge waterfall. That is, that is amazing. You have to see the shit with your own eyes. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You guys got to go up there if you haven't already. Take the drive. It's just fucking sick. It's not that expensive. Just make a little trip out of it. You and your whoever you go with will just will, you'll be blown away. So there's also a place called Lamar Valley. Huge, massive, vast open field. 
um, surrounded by hills, of course. Okay, it's a valley. So this is the spot you go if you want to see wildlife. And so we went there, and you know, all, we went there in the late afternoon. So all there was was just bison, shit, hundreds of bison out there. And uh, we go out there, and I'm like, you know what? It was like probably like one or two o'clock. I was like, you know what? Everyone's up here on the side of the road. It's a little journey to get down onto the valley. There's like the you know the embankment that goes down for a ways. Then you go down, down, down. Then you're on the valley floor. And then there's a river flowing through the center of it. I think that's why all the animals go down there. And just the graze and all that shit. But uh, this is the activity where you see wolves and bears early in the morning or at dusk, apparently. So I was like, you know what? Everyone's up here in their cars, stopping, you know, with binoculars, looking down in the valley. I'm like, I tell my wife, you know what? Fuck this. We're going down there. No. No, I don't want... I, no, I don't want to go down there. Uh-uh. I was like, no, 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 no. We're here. We're going to go down to the valley. We're going to do this. Kids, do you want to go down to the valley? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's settled. We're going. I grab my, uh, I have a, this metal walking stick that I have. It's pretty cool. I also use it for manifest to, uh, to touch the firewood. <laughs> so I get that out of my car just for out of protection. I've got my Indiana Jones fucking sick ass brown fedora on. You might think I'm a dummy, but I feel cool in it anyway. So we, we start walking down and people are like tripping out on us, right? Because nobody else is making the journey down to the valley. They're all standing up there in the comforts of the side of the road, right? We're walking down, avoiding buffalo patties all over the place or bison shit all over the place. We get down there all the way. It was a, it was a journey. We get down to the valley and you walk out there in the center. And it's fucking creepy because there could be stuff lurking in the grasses nearby, there could be stuff like around the corners. You know, there's like little, there's like little dips and hills. There could be something anywhere that's going to pop out. And just the level of fear and excitement. And yeah, you might say I'm an asshole for taking my kids down there. But really, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because it was like the middle of the day. There's the bison are far away. You know, they're like 100 yards away. Granted, if they did want to charge us, there's nowhere we can go. <laughs> They'd kill us. But that's not their forte. It's if you get close to them, then they, then they get mad. But uh, look at me. I'm a fucking animal expert all of a sudden. But we get down to the valley, and it's just this incredible fucking feeling. It was just like a, like a thrill. I'm telling you, it's just a thrill. And we're walking around. Now, what you don't realize at first is, you know, we're standing pretty much on a graveyard. This is where countless animals get hunted and killed, right? So we start finding these bones on the floor. And you start finding them all over the place. It was sick. My kids, my, my kid picked up like a, like a knee bone, this cool looking joint. Thing. I don't really know what it was. And I find a fucking deer jaw with teeth in it. <laughs> Incredible, dude. I really felt like Indiana Jones in this one. Maybe I'll post that photo on the Instagrams too on uh, at the danger hour. I got a photo of me with my, with my Indiana Jones hat and my deer jaw. <laughs> I want to check that out. The place is magic, everybody. I'm telling you. So that was a fucking thrill. We walked pretty damn far into the valley. It was a rush. Nobody else came down while we were down there, but people were stopping and you know looking at us. I think those crazy fucks. <laughs> I felt like such a badass dude. I'm telling you, it was really awesome. So we uh, we leave. I decided the last day we should go back there in the early in the morning and try to find wildlife, right? Try to see a, some bear and some, and some wolves. 
So uh, the plan was to wake up at five in the morning and just hit the road immediately. It would take like an hour to get there from where we were camping. It's a big ass park. So it turns out my son, we're going to wake up at 445. My son pissed his pants. <laughs> I just heard my wife go, oh, shit. Like, wh- what is it? Waking up. It's all, you know, super dark. He said he paid his pants. And it's like 420. I'm like, I wanted to stay up and leave. Yeah. Dude, my son pissing himself was like a blessing, all right? He drank some water. He's five years old. He drank water a little too late. You know, we're in the tent. He's nice and warm. He just let it go. That wind up being like a blessing, okay? We get on the road immediately. We start driving out there. A fucking, there's a black shape on the side of the road. And the sun isn't even out yet, really. It's barely coming out. And it, it leaves the bushes, and it's a fucking black bear. And it passes right in front of our car, and we stop. And it's just like this glorious fucking, this image, like, whoa, there's a bear right in front of us. And the bear doesn't even give a shit about us. It's just walking, like, da, 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 da. We pull up on the side of it, and my wife's getting scared. I'm like, roll the window down, take photos of it. So we took as many photos as we could. And he just, like, you know, walks back across the road and just walks back down towards this creek and just vanishes into the fucking woods. You don't see him again. Nuts, dude. And I'm like, that was amazing. That was worth it already, just getting up this early. We keep driving a little more down the road. We see uh, we're coming up to this other valley called the Hayden Valley. And there's a bunch of people parked on the side of the road. Now, that's another indication that there's something going on. See a lot of cars stop. They say, stop. (laughs) You might see something cool. So we slow down. And this guy, we're like, hey, what's going on? He's like, there's a couple wolves out there. I'm like, no fucking way. We stopped the car immediately, get the binoculars out. I bought some binoculars while we're up there because, you know, you just you can't go to that park without binoculars. I look in the binoculars at the wolves. Just as I look up at the fucking wolf on the horizon, like the, the little ridge line on top of this hill, he just stops, turns his head, and looks directly at me. He's like a good 100 yards away. And just like, you know, I'm locking eyes with this fucking wolf. And it was... The, just the feeling... I don't know what it is about this animal. It just has like this... Such a powerful presence. Like, I'm a fucking wolf, dude. And you're seeing me. You're lucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, like, I guess it's like majestic. It just, that's the word. Like, holy fuck, that's a wolf. That's a wolf. These things are like ghosts. Incredible. We saw two of them running across the, the plains. And uh, they're both black. Oh, man, it was awesome. So we keep driving. We're still on our way to uh, Lamar Valley again. I see an image on the side of the road, like down, like 100 yards off the, the road. And I go, stop. I think I see something. No one else is around. We stop the car. It's another huge fucking black bear just wandering around through the, through the, uh, the grass. Just, you know, foraging, whatever he's doing. I'm looking through the binoculars. And again, dude, this, this bear looks right up and looks right at me from all that way away. But you can, you know, he, he knows you're there. He's known that we have there since we stopped. Just don't fool me these fucking things. Amazing. A little bit later, we see two, uh, two moose. Nuts. The place is fucking powerful. We really didn't see anything in Lamar Valley. We saw everything on the way there. Apparently, we missed a grizzly bear, though. That's the one thing I didn't see. That really made me sad. I really wanted to see a grizzly. Oh, well. Next time. <laughs> one more thing. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling like a fucking idiot, but this place is, a, is, is pure magic, I'm telling you. So my, my bucket list was to ride a horse, horseback riding in Montana. The reason being is because, first of all, I've never ridden a fucking horse. 
The only thing I've come close is sitting on that fucking Mexican guy's horse when you're a kid and they take photos of you. <laughs> That's about it. It's a little pony and you sit on the fucking pony and they take photos of you and your parents buy the pictures. Yeah, this little this little kid with a with a pot belly and I got a cowboy hat on and this little vest and a little red a red bandana around my neck. That's as, that's as much as I've done. But you know what? I want to ride a fucking horse. And then, you know what better place to ride a horse than out in the flowing green fucking hills of Montana? Like a, a state like that. You know, something like grand scale. I don't want to go to this local park down the street from my place and ride a horse through these hills, which I could do, which I probably will do with the kids one of these weekends. But uh, I really wanted to be in Montana my first time. I don't know why. This, this romantic thought I had in my head. So uh, I found this company that does it. All the ratings were really good. It's called Flying Pig Adventure Company. So I wind up going up there. It's in Montana, like I said. It's out of the park. It's like five miles out of Yellowstone. We go to this place, and they give me a map. The girl goes, all right, just take that road. Go five miles up that road. You'll reach a ranch. That's where you go. It's like, all right. We get in the car. We start going up this back road. It's all gravel, dirt. <laughs> it's not paved about halfway up I'm like Jesus this is five miles it doesn't seem like a lot but when you're driving up this just back road it's it's a long ways right it just keeps winding and turning I'm trying to go slow because you don't want to fuck up your car I don't got a truck you know I got a little Honda little workhorse so I'm telling my wife when we're halfway up there like you know what I'm getting this weird feeling she's like why am I like feeling about what like what if this whole thing is a scam and like they're just gonna hunt us for sport what if it's like the hills have eyes type shit? Oh, I got, you, got ourselves a shortcut there, fella. You go down this road here, and uh, you'll get there in no time. You know, and then they pick you off. What if this is what we're doing? Nobody knows where I'm going. No one's ever going to find me. There's no cops out here. We're, we're as good as dead. <laughs> and she's like, that would be so cool if it happened. I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> so we get up the hill. It's called Hell's Aurorin' Ranch. Already, you know I'm into it. I love that fucking name. Like, my dark side. Beautiful fucking place, dude. It's up on the top of the hill. You look around, you just see flowing mountains, green, giant mountains in the background. Sick. There's even snow on some of the mountains that are, you know, farther away. Beautiful. This guy comes out in this Wrangler type of plaid red and white shirt. Hey, how's it going there, fella? I was like, fuck yes. He's got the cowboy hat and everything. You guys, you guys have a horse ride? We sure do. All right. Let's get you going. We get the horses. My name, my horse's name was Klondike, by the way. <laughs> so we start going. It's a little weird. My kids are kind of like scared at first, but you know, they get the hang of it. My daughter was like a natural. We start going. Dude, this guy takes us on. It's like a one hour ride. Now I wanted it to be two hours, but you know, you can only go on one hour if you got uh, seven years old or younger. My kid's five. So we were stuck with one hour. One hour was plenty. Because I don't know if you know this, everybody, but I found out, my wife and I found out, riding horses is really strainful on your knees. I didn't know that. I mean, why would you think that? But by the end of that hour, not even like halfway in, I was like, dude, my knees are killing me. It's like, I don't know why. A lot of pressure goes on your knees. So this guy takes us on this, on this uh, trail. We start off, we leave the, the horse ranch, we go down this dirt, you know, this dirt path. We start climbing this hill. We go through a creek. It's fucking beautiful. Everything's so green and lush. We go. We walk through a creek, everybody, on horses. Right then and there, I'm like, that's it. It's all over. Uh, the, the ride can be over, and I'll be happy. 
We've only been doing this for 10 minutes. We've gone through a fucking creek with a horse. It's sick. You, you, know, you wind up leaving this creek area, and all of a sudden, you're out on the top of the mountain line. And you're just looking out across as far as your fucking eye can see, you know? It's just, it goes on forever, just this view. It, absolutely incredible looking. Doesn't end there. He keeps taking you on this trail. You start, you know, going on this steep, and then it turns steep. And you're, you're walking over rocks, and the horses are kind of losing their footing. You're like, then it gets scary. You're like, fuck. If, we, if our horse, like, takes a little spill, we're going to roll all the way down this hill. My kids will be killed. Then it gets real. Like, holy fuck, this is kind of dangerous. What was I thinking? But then after that, you know, it stops. And you start going through the, this. It looks like the Wizard of Oz, like, where the trees start talking to you. <laughs> Amazing, though. Like, you know, just this dense, woody area, woodsy area. And then you go through this other creek, and then you wind up coming back this loop, and you're back at the ranch on the backside. It's fucking incredible. It was well worth it. It was pricey, but it was well worth it. Incredible experience. And if you ask my kids, they'll tell you that was the highlight of the trip. And I got to be honest, that that was probably the best, best part. Even though it wasn't Yellowstone, it was still, I mean, how could you beat horseback riding on, like, like on that grand scale? Jesus Christ, with my family. Fucking sweet. This trip was like a was like a dream, dude. The whole thing, Manfest and this one. Incredible vacation. Highly suggest you go to Yellowstone, everybody. Highly suggests. I know this is like a giant commercial for Yellowstone. They didn't hire me anything, but I'm just I'm telling you, man, this thing, this place blew me away. All right. Real quick, just to close it out. If you are a fan of the outdoors, if you are a fan of fishing, the fishing here looks like it. I, I didn't do any of it, but it looks incredible. A lot of the dudes, like, we're making a drive up to that Lamar Valley, like, at four something in the morning. Those people already parked on the side. Like, their trucks are parked. They're already in the water. Yeah, they walk around in the water with those, with those body suits on. It looks nuts, dude. And uh, so if you love fishing, if you love the yeah, outdoors, if you love nature, if you love camp. Well, camping kind of sucks there, to be honest with you. The campgrounds are pretty weak. You would think that, I mean, that place is so woodsy, right? And so foresty. But the campgrounds are all, like, bare. It's really lame. It kind of sucks. I mean, the place we went camping for Manfest was way better, and the place in Arrowhead is way fucking better. But uh, it doesn't matter because you don't even stay there that long. You just you're there to sleep. The rest of the time, you're out there exploring shit. Oh, our neighbors, real quick. Our neighbors in the camp in the campsite, really cool family. We actually they came over and and we had s'mores together, and they, you know we're telling ghost stories with the exchanging ghost stories with the kids. He had a couple kids too. Really cool fucking dude. Uh. He starts telling me that the night before we got there, that there was a bear like sniffing around their tent, just like putting his nose in the tent and just like. <laughs> and they have a, he has a dog, a fucking great dame, but the dog is a service dog. I guess the dude was a Marine and it's an old dog and he just like, he's trained not to bark. So he didn't do anything like the dog could have scared off the bear, but no, just lays there and the bear was sniffing around the tent. It's like, damn, that's creepy. Can you imagine that? Fuck that. Ah, uh, place is magic, everybody. I'm telling you, go see it, all of you. And you know what? Even if you don't like the outdoors or nature, you see animals all over the place. If you don't like any of that shit, how about you go there? And I guarantee you, it'll change your mind. You'll be blown away. Anyway, all right, that's it. <laughs> oh wait, I did have one more thing to talk about. <laughs> oh my god, James. So unprofessional. Look, this last show, I didn't write anything down. I don't have a fucking outline. This is all just cuffing it. 
or off the cuff, whatever you call it, winging it. One more thing. We went on this, on this death hike, my wife calls it. We went to go see this uh, waterfall called Tower Fall. It's a big, big touristy attraction. I wanted to go down there and check out the waterfall. I read online that you can go down there and it's pretty sick. It's a cool little hike. But like halfway down or more than halfway down, there's a sign being like, the, uh, the trail is closed to the waterfall because it's unsafe. And I guess a lot of trees fell over and blocked the path. And this, I'm like, oh, man, this dude heard me talking to my wife about it. It's like, oh, that sucks. And he goes, hey, bro, you can totally make it to the falls. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you just watch, go down there, go down to the end of this path here, and then uh, you'll be right there by the, by the riverside. He's like, dude, you can make it. He's like, I know you got the kids and all that. He's like, it might be a little tough for them in some parts, but you guys can make it for sure. He's like, it's pretty fucking cool. And that's all I had to hear. I'm like, all right, sounds good, man. And I look at my wife. I'm like, we're in. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so we go down. And it's a little tricky getting even down to the river bit, riverside area by the, by the river flowing. Big fucking rushing river. Sort of like whitewater rafting. And we start, like, walking over rocks on the side. And my wife is like, oh, my God, James, it's so dangerous. It shouldn't be doing us. And you know, I didn't think about it before. I'm like, this is cool, an adventure. And I was like, holy fuck, she's right. If if my one of my kids, I mean, I'm helping them over with their hands and stuff, but you know, anything could happen. If they would have like slipped or somehow fallen in and I couldn't have caught them or whatever, they were out of my reach, they would have went into the water and been taken away. All right. There's no way they would have got out. There's no fucking way. They'd been dead. And then at that point, I'm like, holy shit. Well, fuck, we've already gone this far. <laughs> We might as well keep going. So we keep going. We we uh, we passed the rocky area, the, the death rocks. There was never an incident that was even close. All right, I was taking it slow and being extra careful, helping them all over, even my wife. And we get to this other area, like a bunch of trees fell over, and I'm just we keep we're making our way. There, we're finding the path, and all of a sudden there's like a dead end. And she's like, "Let's turn back now." I'm like, "We've already come this far. The guy said he was here. He had to have fucking gone this way." And I'm thinking, like, how this guy fucking do this? And uh, I'm looking up this hill, and I'm like, all right, it looks like it's clear up there. I got to tell you, and she's like, ah, how do you know for sure? I'm like, I'll tell you what, I'll go up there and scout it out. You guys stay here. I'll check it out. If it's clear, I'll come back and we can go up. She's like, all right. So I run up this hill, right? It wasn't even easy, to be honest with you. It's kind of given away, but I get up to this other area. My kids and my wife can't see me, all right? Their water's flowing near them. They can't really hear me if I was to be yelling stuff. And I get up there and just like, I got this eerie feeling of like, you're all alone now, dickhead. If anything comes after you right now, you're deep in the woods. If anything's going to come out and get you, you're not going to do a goddamn thing about it. What if right now is the end of you and they're never going to see you again? Like (laughs) if something just, if a bear comes out and grabs you by the throat, you're fucking done. They'll never know what happened to you. She's not going to come up there and look for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's smarter than that she's gonna take the kids and get the fuck out of there she'll never know what happened to me <laughs> but then I also thought wow imagine like the dudes like you know the first white guys like they come here maybe the president ordered it or something or you know whoever's in charge alright everybody here's the you guys are all gonna be on teams go out there and scout see what's out there you know Report your findings. Map the whole fucking area out there, out in the wilderness. Imagine if you're that guy. You know, hundreds of years ago, you're out there walking around. Like, all right, what's around this corner here? 
How fucking terrifying is that? How much balls those guys got to have? Because you would think they're not always going to be together. Like they're going to break up once in a while and then be on their own. Then what? Dude, how many people do you think died? How many people do you think walked out onto those volcanic areas and like, oh, what? this is crazy. What's the, the land is, it, it's steam coming up out of the ground. That's wild. Let me go get a closer look. Like those dumb Asians with their cameras. <laughs> then they fall right in and they get boiled to death. Can you imagine that? How many dudes were killed? Oh, man. That's a crazy thought. Just seeing this weird, strange, new fuck. It's like a new world, like a new planet. Like, oh, what's this? And then, you know, you see, hey, Joe, be careful out there, buddy. You know, don't get too close to them bubbling holes in the ground. <laughs> All of a sudden, you walk over this soft spot. Bloop. Ah! Uh, well, Joe didn't make it. Now we know. Don't go that way. <laughs> ah, what a mind fuck. That's the, th- that's the things I was thinking about when I was up there by myself scouting a good path. I didn't find one, by the way. I don't know where that fucking guy went. I don't know how we got there, but we I turned back. I don't want to risk my kids getting hurt or my wife. She already hurt her ankle, so I had to, I had to, we had to call it quits on that one. We go back over the death rocks, and we reach the, the beach. My daughter's like, Oh my God, that was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> but it was a fucking thrill, everybody. It was wild, and it was worth it. I'm glad my family's lives in danger. That was fun, everybody. All right, I think I'm done with Yellowstone. I'm telling you, go. Yes, I should be getting paid for all this publicity, but uh, man, it was a wild fucking journey. I guarantee it. Have fun, everybody. Go out there and see it. All right, let's start closing the show out with a little something I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I fancy that. Fancy, fancy, fancy. fancy times, everybody. A lot of fancies this week. Lots to be fancy for. <laughs> well, uh, in my recent travels, I've, uh, <laughs> I've learned some things, everybody. And what I've learned is also what I fancy. I fancy drivers from other states. You know why? Because it turns out drivers in California are a bunch of fucking cunts. Yeah. First, let me get to something else. Before I get into that, I'm getting ahead of myself, everybody. What I fancy is, I don't know if I've already mentioned this. I hope I didn't. Uh, In Idaho, in Utah, the speed limit is 80 miles an hour. 80 miles an hour, everybody. Not 65, asshole California. 80, which means you can go 87 and you're okay. You can get away with it. Oh my God, James, that's still breaking a lot, dummy. I passed the cop at 87, I'll have you know, and he didn't bat an eye at me. <laughs> it's fucking incredible, dude. 80 fucking seven miles an hour constantly in, uh, in <laughs> cruise control. I fancy the hell out of that. Ah, uh, I fancy that. Here's what I fancy. Given the fact that you're going so fast, there's a two-lane highway going all, and you take, you take the 15 all the way up there. Now, it's a two-lane highway for the most part. What I fancy is these other drivers from other states. What they do is, if you're in the left lane and you're hauling ass, 99% of the fucking time, I'm not exaggerating, the people will move over and they'll get to the right lane and you can just pass them right on by. 
It's glorious, everybody. And then, you know, all the way up to through through Utah and Idaho, you're you're hauling ass and Wyoming, you're hauling ass. They will just move out of your way. So cur- courteous. It's oh my. <laughs> a lot of you people from out of state, if you if you do listen, are probably like, yeah, so what? Look, if you don't know California, this is it, this this is this is not a real thing. This is not real life. Because on the way back home, once you get into that drive from Vegas to, to California, which is mostly asshole Californians going to Vegas and back home. It was a Saturday early, but there was still a bunch of Californians going back home. They're just dickheads on the road. I'm fucking telling you, there's a huge clear-cut difference. I fancy the shit out of the drivers from the other states. So courteous. So thoughtful. Dude... They probably saw me passing them and like, look at that dickhead from California. What a fucking asshole. Speeding around. <laughs> but I fancy the shit out of that. So other drivers that are courteous, I fancy you. All right, next one. Salt Lake City. On the way back home from Yellowstones, I'm passing through Salt Lake City. And on the billboard is that God person from the Facebook. You know, it's God from Facebook. <laughs> This dude buys, or I don't know if he like funds them on his uh, website. He gets people to donate money. And he'll put up billboards in different anti-gay cities. And it'll say in big giant letters with the cartoon God face. And there's a giant rainbow on there. And it says, God loves gays. Huge writing. And it's so bright and vivid. It's like electronic sign. It is glorious, dude. I couldn't stop laughing my ass off for a while. Just just the sight of that, like, while it's getting dark and it's, you know, it's <laughs> this thing just lights up the whole street. It's fucking awesome, dude. I love what that guy's doing. He's got a good thing going on. So, hey, God, on the Facebooks, I fancy you. All right, next up. I don't know if you guys know this because I sure as hell didn't. When you get up to Wyoming and Idaho and Montana, it turns out it doesn't get dark until 10 p.m., <laughs> it was fucking weird. Like the first day, I was like, hey, wait a second. What time is it? And it kind of sucks, to be honest. Like you want it to get darker sooner. Like you want to have the campfire going, but the sun's still out. But the cool thing about it, what I fancy about it, even though it's just weird because I'm not used to it, because in California, the sun starts going down like at six something, seven maybe. Uh, so for it to get dark at 10 o'clock, it was fucking wild. But the cool thing is, you're out there in Yellowstone and you're able to be out longer and see more shit because you still got like four extra hours of light. It's wild. But it did get me thinking about other parts of the world where it's always daytime for months. No fucking way. 10 o'clock is pushing it, everybody. But uh, but still, for the purpose of our trip, the surprise of it getting dark at 10 p.m. and giving us a few more hours to sightsee. Hey, I fancy that. Uh, let's see what else. What, what do I got next? Uh... You know what I fancy? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to beat this dead horse. I fancy uh, going on vacation and doing it the cheap way. Driving instead of flying. You know, you get to spend time with your annoying kids in the backseat. <laughs> crying about how long it's taking. <laughs> now you get to see the countryside. If you do it right, you know, you stay, well, we stayed in a kind of a pricey hotel the first time. On the way back home, um, we left at 4 p.m. and I drove for nine hours. It was, uh, it was like, I was like a fucking zombie, dude. That is rough driving that long after you've already been away for 12 hours and driving nine hours after that. 
I couldn't handle it anymore. I already had like my two coffees <laughs> on the way on the way there. And uh, my wife's like, let's stop. Dude, doing 85 miles an hour in the dead of night on those highways is kind of scary at times. Because, you know, you start zombieing out and fucking zoning out. Like, oh, shit. I'm not really fully paying attention. So uh, I could probably kill us all. It's dark. You can't see shit. Anyway, I stopped in St. George, Utah at this shitty motel called the Econo Lodge. <laughs> it was the only place available. And it was $60 for the night. All right. Like $64 total. And I felt like such a dickhead taking my family to a cheat, like a sleazy motel like that. I mean, it was actually nice. It wasn't that bad. I've been in Motel 6s when I was a kid, and they were fucking gross. This one was pretty fucking nice, to be honest with you. But it still was like a seedy kind of area. And I was like, oh, fuck. But there was nothing else available, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, so that was cheap as hell. $64. That's nothing. But uh, just, just the whole trip. Like, we took an ice chest full of food for the whole week. We only stopped like two times to eat in restaurants. So, I mean, you can do it if you really want to. We went camping, cheap as fuck. Cheap, awesome fucking vacation, dude. Even like going the cheap way is what's going to make it more memorable for you. Telling you, I fancy that above everything. I don't make a lot of money. I still got fucking debt that I'm trying to get out of. But you know what? I decided we're going on a little vacation. So the fact that you can get away... Have it a legendary trip like that and don't break the bank, you know, as little as money as possible to do something so fucking crazy like that. Drive up across the whole country and back down and see uh, one of our country's apparently, allegedly, most beautiful areas. That is the best way to end the final. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time. For the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment in here. We go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you moment. The last chance, everybody, for me to get on my soapbox, jump up and down, scream and whine, complain, bitch, nag, all the other stuff. One last time. <laughs> all right everybody uh sad news i don't really have a fucking moment to be honest with you i don't have one I, it, it's been a great last few weeks there's nothing to be angry about uh you know i okay well i guess i'm just gonna go ahead and say the end of the danger hour you know we've come a long way from four years ago i've been very angry in my time maybe we should end the last one with me finally not being angry about something it's like, it's been like therapy, you know? I can finally say, you know what? I don't, I don't need to be angry at anything. I, I've been angry enough, and now I'm, I'm a changed person. And the end of the show means that, uh, you know, there was a difference that was made. I'm a, I'm a changed man, everybody. And maybe it should end on a positive note. How about that? Oh, my God, James! You sound like a, such a lame-ass... You better not end the show this way, James. A lot of people are waiting and looking forward to the fucking moment, James. You can't let them down, James. You can't let them down. But I don't have anything I'm mad about. I, I got nothing. I'm a happy, good person now. After all these shows, 175 shows into it, I finally found clarity. And I found peace. And you can't get mad at that. And these people that are waiting for the fuck yous, they should understand. They should be happy for me. Yeah! 
Is that why your name is James? Because it rhymes with lame James. Huh? Huh? Lame James? You fucking lame ass. You son of a bitch. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> You're right. This is the danger hour, and I got to get angry. So I will get angry about something. The only thing I can think about, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put all my negative energy into this one. Fuck you for having this great vacation, and I got to end it and go back to fucking work tomorrow nobody wants to end it nobody i don't want to go back into the machine you know ah i've been on this other mode i've never been on vacation before it's a different mindset it's completely peaceful and relaxing and you get in this whole other fucking thing and all of a sudden it's like all right well that's over now great tomorrow guess what back to work back to the same old tired bullshit fuck you that's what I like to hear, James. <laughs> you dickhead. Look what you did to me. <laughs> ah, back to work, everybody. Back to the work. I like my job a lot, but I mean, uh, the fact that it's like, it's just this weird thing. I mean, uh, different mindset. It's like, I like being on vacation mode. I don't want to work anymore. I like the adventure of like not having to worry about shit. You know, we're on the fucking road. All the bills are paid for this month. I don't got to go to work. I'm still getting a paycheck. No worries about, you know, making money. None of that. We've got all our food. We're together. Just that feeling, you know, there's nothing like it. And now I'm back, back to the real world. Ugh. That is the ultimate fuck you. It's, <laughs> oh, it's all over. Oh, well, what are you going to do? So finally, finally, after 175, one more time, everybody, one last time. <clears throat> Fuck you! Fuck you! All right, everybody. Let me take the last few moments of the show to say thank you to all of you, every one of you that has listened, uh, told anyone about it, been on the show, sent any material, emailed me, uh, liked any Instagram photos, made any silly comments, anything at all. If you've contributed, thank you to each and every one of you. It's meant the fucking world to me more than you know. There are a few of you out there that have sent me texts or emails. Uh, you know who you are. You've been, you've been very supportive and you've made all the difference. Thank you, everybody. It's been a fucking blast. It's not over yet, of course. Jump on over to Sticks and Stones podcast. We'll see if that thing if that thing works at all. <laughs> Hell, I might be back if that thing's a crippling failure. Who fucking knows? But uh, I'm treating it now as it as it is the last one, just in case. Uh, I might be back though. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but until then, so long, farewell. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, you know what? When we went on that nature walk, um with the kids down on the rock by the, by, the, by the raging river, there was a sign that said, trail ends here. You know, if you continue hiking, it's at your own risk. <laughs> My point is, if you ever see that sign in your life, ignore it and you fucking go for it. You know why? You'll have more fun and you'll feel more accomplished afterwards than not taking the normal path. You know what I mean? I know I probably sound like an after school special, but hey, Take risks. Don't fucking stop laughing, everybody. 
No matter what, you're going to get down, you're going to get depressed, it's going to happen. Try to laugh at something in the situation. If there's someone bothering you, fucking laugh at them. Take their power away. Laugh at life, take its power away. Don't stop laughing. All right? Don't stop laughing. You need uh, you need someone to talk to? Go hire a psychiatrist. No. <laughs> Send me an email if you want, if I'm still around. TheDangerHourAyahoo.com I'll shit on you a bit. I'll make fun of you. All right? So keep taking risks. Stay laughing. More importantly, as always, stay dangerous, my friends. Later. What? You're oh, you're so dramatic, James. That was so lame. Ah, oh, lame, James. Strikes again. No, I was trying to, I was trying to be like poetic at the end. No, <laughs> artistic. It didn't work. No, James. You just came off like you always do, pretentious and arrogant, and just downright annoying. Oh boy. Well, I tried to be a little artsy fartsy and touching at the end. Maybe try to make a little person or two cry. James, you think anyone gives a shit about this show? You think anyone cares? No one cares, James. Nobody cares. How does it feel, James, knowing that no one cares, huh? Nobody cares, James. Nobody cares. All right, all right. You made your point. But do you think anyone really cares about you either? Do you think anybody's really going to listen to the Tom Selleck hour? Of course, James. Why wouldn't they? It's It's a solid gold idea. No, it's not. No, it's it's nonsense. All right, forget it. I'll just play the regular outro song, and then we'll be done with it. All right? Will that make you happy? I mean, it's it is the right thing to do, James. I mean, it is the right thing to do. All right, there. You hear that? You happy? It's ending like it always does. Nothing original. Nothing special for the last show ever. This is it. I think everybody will be pleased, James. But just don't forget to say, "Stay dangerous, my friends." No, I already said it. I had the whole thing planned out the way I wanted it, and you fucking ruined it. You always try to ruin everything, all right? You gotta even ruin the last show for me, too? I fucking had it. I'm done. Well, um, that sort of took a wrong turn. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, stay dangerous, my friends. (laughs) Don't forget to catch the Tom Selleck Hour. Coming soon. Okay, bye.
James? Uh, <laughs> what? Was that another one of your dumb attempts to end the show in some artsy-fartsy way? Yes, why do you keep screwing this up for me? Why can't you let me have it? James, stop being such an artsy-fartsy son of a bitch, James. Why do you want your last Danger Hour show to end like one of those independent movies that just ends abruptly, James, and makes everyone upset? It wouldn't make me upset. It would mean something if it just ended like that. Oh, my God, James, you're such a faggot. Hey, what are you implying? Nothing. 